Thank you, Jesus. Okay, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. Now listen to this. It says in verse 9 and 10, I have not seen, the ear have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. That's your inheritance. But that was now given through Christ. But it's prepared, kept, until we receive it. It's just kept safe. It's not kept away. It's kept safe. That's a powerful point right there. Your inheritance is kept safe. It's not kept away from you. It's kept safe until you lay hold of it. Until you receive it. You don't die to get an inheritance. Someone else died and left you an inheritance. Praise God. Praise Jesus. All right. So now it says, but yet to us, it was unveiled and revealed by the Spirit. So it's not just the eye have not seen, the ear have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God prepared for those who love him. But the next verse says, it was revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. It was revealed by the Spirit. Now listen to verse 11. For what person perceives what passes through a man's thoughts, except the man's own spirit within him? Just so no one discerns the thoughts of God, except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God. And I want to read just the King James because it's just more simple in this verse. It says, Given which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Okay, the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is given in order to reveal the things freely given. Alright, so that's the purpose of the Spirit. To reveal, it's not the Spirit of this world that declares you must work for it, you must fight for it, you must... The Spirit of this world will work for it, fight for it, try to earn it. God's Spirit is given so that you might know the things that are freely given of God. God's Spirit is given so that you might know the, the gifts that are freely given of God. That's God's Spirit. Okay, and He's going to help you to see those things. In other words, He's going to give you thoughts. By the Spirit, you're going to get thoughts and revelation of what's your inheritance. Hallelujah. Okay, so and if you read on, it says, The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit. People that tend to lean to natural will not understand this because it's spiritually discerned. It doesn't mean, oh, you know, we must be heavy spiritual minded, like trying to be spiritual. It's just speaking of spiritual just means to see the finished work of the cross and believing in what Jesus did. Spiritual is believing the gospel. Okay, but the natural man that's not born again cannot see those things. But the spirit man can. And if we live a natural life while we are born again, we're also going to struggle to see the, spirit, the things that are spiritually discerned. But the, the, only spiritually discerned. But if we are able to, 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 to surrender our lives and, and live by the spirit, we'll be able to discern. Okay, long story short, the Holy Spirit is given to show you the things that God gave you freely. Say, thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit was given to me to reveal to me the things that are freely given of God. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so now, you have an inheritance. You've been washed in the blood. You have lots of spare time left to think good things. 
Because you've been thinking failure, thinking, meditating upon all your this shortcomings and how terrible you are and how you are failing and you're not good enough and <laughs> you have lots of spare time now. And even if those thoughts come, remember God forgave you and just accept forgiveness and think his thoughts again. Don't, don't get stuck in those thoughts just to reject them and say, no, this is not, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm tired of thinking this way. <laughs> God, come and show me, face me. <laughs> come and wise me. <laughs> come and show me. <laughs> come and show me. <laughs> come and show me what you are thinking about me. I'm bringing my thoughts for the high, I'm bringing my mind so that you can, you can give me your higher thoughts. I want your thoughts, Lord. I'm tired of mine. Mine is just condemning guilt, shame. But you, Lord, you know the truth. I want to see from your perspective. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So and if now we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm so excited to share this with you. Ephesians chapter 3. It says here, you know the love of God practically through experience for yourself. Verse 20. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and to do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think let me read it infinitely beyond our highest prayers desires Thoughts, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. <laughs> I'll read it again. Are you ready? <laughs> now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So it says here that God is able to give you far over and above what you dare ask or think. So if you can dare to ask and think it, God is able to exceed it. <laughs> so you have to dare to ask and think it. Remember, it's in line with what I said. Your inheritance is already given. So now, if your thoughts are occupied with what you don't have, and then your thoughts can be occupied with what you do have in Christ, if you can change from being occupied with what you don't have and trying to get, versus your thoughts becoming occupied with what you have received in your inheritance, God will do above what you dare ask or think now so you're praying with the view that it's already done you're asking with the view that's already that it is already done like mark 11 says if you ask don't, um, whatever you ask for in prayer believe that it is granted and you will have it so you pray with the perspective that it's already done so your mind Thinks, even though your mind thinks of Jesus and who you are in Christ, your mind also needs to think in this level. 
of the things that are freely given of God. Remember, the Spirit will also reveal those things. But there's no problem with you thinking it. For, for instance, I've read in the Word that by the wounds of Jesus we are healed. Now that is a Word from God. It's revealed by the Spirit. It's already revealed by the Spirit. Now I pray for people. And what do I do? This is a secret, not a secret, but this is something that I've been doing for years. I see a picture of the person getting healed. And when I lay my hands on those deaf ears, I imagine those, those ears just popping open. And many times before I even use words, people will say, it just popped open. I've seen dead, blind eyes see like that. I've seen people, then I pray for them, and I think in my mind, I'm just meditating, I'm seeing the pain leave. The moment I'm seeing the pain leave, it leaves. Now that's not, that's not mind control. or my, the, the guy can be looking away and I can do that and ask him and he will find that his pain is gone. So there, there's nothing like that. It's just us thinking God, God's thoughts. Remember by the wounds of Jesus, they are all healed. When I see them healed, I'm seeing right. When I imagine them healed, I'm imagining right. <laughs> so I pray for you and you are unable to walk we had this lady here, she was unable to walk. I walked up to her and I saw her stand and walk. Then I went and I picked her up, but she still couldn't walk. And I held her like this. And in my mind, I saw us kept on seeing her walking and running and standing. And I, and I left her and she stood and she started walking. Isn't that an amazing thing? Now, obviously, there was action involved also. I started acting according to what I believed. You know, I, I did something. But with that action of faith, there was thoughts involved. And I'm talking to you about those thoughts. And how easy it has become for me to pray for deaf people. And mostly they hear. I can honestly say I've prayed for people that were totally deaf. And I have seen them healed. I've seen people healed of 100%. There was nothing. The one guy was deaf for 70 years in one of his years. And his ear opened. How do I do it? By faith in God. <laughs> his word says, by his wounds we are healed. And if we lay hands on the sick, they'll get well. So I placed my hands. So I acted on what I believe. But I also saw a picture. And the picture I saw was the truth. And when I saw that, it manifested. And that is what faith is. It's seeing according to God's perspective. Isn't that awesome? Now, God's perspective is He left you with the full inheritance. <laughs> God's perspective is you have all things already freely given through Christ. Everything has been provided by grace. By faith, we lay hold of it and receive it. How? By seeing it in our own thoughts. Remember, our thoughts, have we have lots of spare time. <laughs> we've been redeemed and released from those thoughts of guilt and condemnation and, and fear and depression and we've been released from it because Jesus died for us and our sins are forgiven and now because we got to know the revelation of the gospel we're spending no more time meditating failure, disappointment guilt, condemnation we spend no more time there so we have so much time now to meditate upon our inheritance to meditate upon Jesus and who He is. To meditate about His thoughts about us and how He views us and sees us as 100% holy, righteous, blameless. And also, with that, 
we can start meditating upon our inheritance that was already freely given. Now I want to tell you, if you can see it, you can have it. <laughs> if you can think it. <laughs> okay, so, so it's in perspective. I don't, I don't want my inheritance without knowing Jesus. It's not going to be beneficial for me to receive that inheritance without knowing the person of Jesus Christ. I want to know Jesus and receive my inheritance. You get it? So I live to know Jesus first. And with that, I start to lay hold and receive my inheritance because it glorifies Him when I walk in it. <laughs> so my life is for Jesus, not for, for outward um, blessings. My life is for Him. But because I live to know Him, it glorifies Him also when I start receiving my inheritance. Why? Because if you just think about it, we are blessed to be a blessing. Imagine we walk in our inheritance, how much we can impact the world in any aspect, not just spiritual, but also physical. How can we become an answer for so many people if we are blessed and to be a blessing and we start receiving the fact that we are blessed and we start believing that we are blessed? Imagine we start laying hold of our inheritance. Oh, Jesus. Manus, what's my inheritance? Everything God has, everything He is. You know what's part of your inheritance? I'm going to mention a few things. Perfect health, part of your inheritance. Joy, abundance of joy. The joy of God. <laughs> the peace of God. It's part of your inheritance. Okay, I'm going to mention a few things. That's not all. Um, grace, it's part of your inheritance. Let me continue. Prosperity, financial prosperity, it's part of your inheritance. Anything else that you that your heart desire, God says, whatever you ask, believe that it is granted. Whosoever will have whatsoever. So God's saying, ask whatever you will. Jesus said it. Ask whatever you will, and it will be done. Remember, you don't have to always understand these things, but if you are able to lay hold of any of your inheritance, it glorifies the Father. It has an effect because He has your heart. Now that he has your heart, if you can have his inheritance and he has your heart, you're going to be blessed to be a blessing. The world will know. <laughs> the world will feel your impact because you are blessed to be a blessing and God has your heart and now you are also laying hold of your inheritance. Remember, generosity is part of, us, of, of the Spirit of God uh, in us. It's part of our inheritance to be generous. All right, so everything God has, everything he is. It's part of the fruit, but also everything that he has. So, anything that your heart desires, if it's not contrary to God's nature, in other words, I desire that that man die, that's not his nature. So, I believe you're going to really struggle to believe that with a pure, a sincere conscience. And in fact, I believe that thing will not manifest because it's opposite God's nature. But if it's a neutral thing and you're desiring something and you pray for those things it, and, and you receive them, God is giving it to you so that your joy may be made full, according to John 16. He's giving it so that your joy may be made full. Um, so, but his, his, his heart is to bless you. So he's giving it so that your, your joy may be made full and he's giving it because it's his heart to bless you. He wants you to walk in it. So that you can learn that you are able to trust Him. 
If you're able to pray for this new home or this new car or whatever, you're also able to trust that the man can be raised from the dead and that that blind man can see. You also, if you're able to trust him in, in these little things, small things, like financial things or houses, cars, small things, <laughs> if you're able to trust him in that, he's also, you are also able to trust him for more important things, for the lives of people to be saved, for revival in your nation. You get it. God wants you to live a life of ask, receive, ask, receive. God is glorified when you walk in your inheritance. Don't be ashamed anymore. Here's the thing. If you can dare to ask or think it, God can give it. But don't, don't, if you're not daring to ask and think it, you're still, not, you're still not convinced about God's heart for you. The fact that He's totally for you, that He loves you, and He wants to give you the desires of your heart. God loves you so much that he gave everything that you're ever going to ask in advance. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, that's visions, like, like prophecy. Just think about it. When someone prophesies, they, prophesies the, they prophesy the future as if it's already so. Like they say it, this, this, and they write it down. It's future, but it's already so. All right? That's a prophecy. It's the will of God and the thoughts of God put in words. And those, those prophetic words is speaking about God's desire for you and what He wants you to walk in. But it's also revealing your inheritance. So every time you get a prophetic word, God is giving you His thoughts concerning your life. Isn't that amazing? You'll never look at the true prophetic, not the fake circus, but the true prophetic. You'll never look at the true prophetic the same again. When God starts to speak to you prophetically and you know the word from God, those words are God's thoughts. And it's thoughts concerning your inheritance. It's part of His inheritance. And it will be not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, that this thing will come to pass. Isn't that amazing? But Pastor, I don't know if I can think this thing. Is that, is that a whatever? Alright? Are you a whoever? Okay, just answer those questions. Are you a whoever? Are you qualified in whoever? Yes, whoever includes you. Whatever. Is it including the thing that you're desiring? Yes, it's a whatever. Okay. Jesus said, whoever shall have whatsoever, he says. So, can ask whatever. Whatever you ask for. Whatever you ask for in prayer. Believe that it is granted. Okay. So, that thing is a whatever. And it's part of your inheritance. You're now able to see it. You're able to think it. Alright. That is thinking in line with what God has done. And I want to encourage you. To, it's time to think God's thoughts. You have lots of spare time now. <laughs> now that you're not thinking guilt, condemnation, depression. I'm a failure. I won't make it. No, no, no. Now that you believe the gospel. Let God fill you with his thoughts. Concerning him. Concerning who you are. Concerning your inheritance. And now as you meditate upon your inheritance. See yourself driving that car. That you desire. See yourself driving it. See yourself, if your desire is caught, see yourself driving it. Think of things that you desire. And, and, and yes, but pastor, those are carnal things. Oh, well, but let me just help you. Those are fleshly things. Okay, here's the thing. With God, every blessing starts spiritually, but manifests physically. Like, just like healing, we are already healed by the stripes of Jesus. But when it manifests physically, we see the healing. It's the same with everything. We are blessed not just with spiritual blessings, but blessings that have its origin in the spirit 
is manifesting in the natural. And so we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So all things that belongs to him belongs to us. I, I know this is challenging your religious thinking, but pastor, I don't know if I can ask just for anything. It's like, now I'm just asking for my own flesh. Here's the thing. The inheritance was given, and it glorifies God when you receive your inheritance. My encouragement is live a life to know Jesus. Just that. Just live daily to know Him more, because you don't need the blessings without Him. You don't, you don't, the, the, the money without Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's not even something that crosses my mind. But live to know Jesus. And then also, he wants you, understand that he wants you to receive your inheritance. Start living to know him. And there from that place, start thinking. Alright? Okay, so do both. Constantly. Because if you know him, you'll find that peace that he has, that joy that he has. That is where those, those fruit of the Spirit manifest. The more you know him, the more you know who you are in him, his fruit will also manifest through your life. So you have joy, you have peace. You know, you're not in fear. You know that He loves you. You have, you have just His nature. And then, in that place of total peace and rest, I'm so satisfied in Him. I have everything in Him. But in Him, you also have physical things that He wants you to receive. Um, he wants you to lay hold of those, of, of your inheritance. Okay. So... Um, that scripture that says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the things will be added. That's the, that's the right way to go about it. Understand that God wants you to have things, all right? And he wants you to receive those things. You are blessed to be a blessing. Generosity is part of your nature as a Christian. So if you receive the fullness of your inheritance, you're going to walk in his generosity and have his prosperity. It's not going to ruin you. It's going to it's going to impact the world. <laughs> the money coming into the life of a righteous man is going, to, is going to multiply righteous deeds. The money is going to, going to increase righteous deeds. Money is not evil. Money takes on the personality of the person that has it. All right? So when we start to lay hold of financial prosperity as the church, which many people are speaking against, I, I can preach for a week. And convince you out of the word that it is the heart of God for you to prosper. In fact, that's your inheritance. And so, never let religion or debt religion rob you again from receiving your inheritance. God wants to prosper you more than what you will ever want to prosper. So if you are just satisfied with surviving, thank God for that scripture. He will do above. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have just kept on suffering. But you will do above what you dare ask or think. So you're asking for bread, which is now needed, then receive the bread. I also ask for the desperate things many times. And it's wonderful to see it manifest. It's amazing. I'm not downplaying it. But according to your thinking, you will receive. A little, you will receive above. But still, I believe that your thinking and what you ask can limit God. To, or can limit your receiving. Not limit God. He already gave it. <laughs> uh, it will not limit God. He's the unlimited God. But it will limit your receiving. According to your faith, you receive. If you can believe, you receive. So you receive according to what you believe. So your thoughts can limit your receiving ability. Or it can increase your receiving ability. Alright. So now, 
let God fill us with these thoughts, the thoughts about Him, that is the truth about Him. Let Him fill us with thoughts about who we are in Him, that we get through the preached message or through reading the Bible with the right perspective, to know Jesus, to know who we are. And also by reading the Bible, we can see our inheritance, that we have an inheritance. What is the inheritance? We are joint heirs with Christ. If you can think what, Christ, what is the inheritance of Christ, that is your inheritance as well. Included in your inheritance is whatever you desire in your heart. It was given in advance. So when the thought comes, don't let it stay with a desire. Because a desire is what gets you into the right direction. I, I desire this. God's giving you that desire. Now, in order for you to have the thing that you desire, you need to see yourself from the perspective of, I already have it as an inheritance. And you start to see those pictures. You start to dream. <laughs> you start to see from God's perspective. And there's one testimony that I think that was also on that message that Prophet Quiver shared. He shared about um, the preacher is Yankee Cho from Korea. Years back when he was really like the ministry was impacting lots of thousands of, of people all over the world. I, I don't know still if they are going, but that's what I know from those years. And so his, his, his son died and he was dead for, for 14 hours. And he came there and he started, you know, because he believed in life. And he started rebuking death, trying to raise his son, desperate. And God said to him, what are you doing? And he started to explain to God what he's trying to do. And God said to him, but your son is, your son is not here. Meaning, that's the body. Your, there's a spiritual, a, a, a spiritual truth that's higher than what you see now. So, what God said to him is, your son is not here in the body. It's just what you see here is the body. You're looking at the natural. You're looking at what you have. Or don't have. You're trying to get what you don't have. You're praying from a perspective of the natural. And God said to him, close your eyes. So he closed his eyes. He said, now look out of the window. And he looked out of the window. In his imagination. And in his imagination, God said to him, now see your son playing on the grass. And he saw his son playing on the grass. And he said, do you get, and God said to him, get the picture clear as your son is playing outside. Now, as you, in your imagination, look out of the window, as you look out of this window, call your son. And he did. He said, he called his name. And when he called his name, the boy, after being dead, 14 hours was raised from the dead. Raised from the dead by the power and the glory of God. How did it happen? The man Instead of thinking naturally, he was lining up with God's thoughts. Now, how many times do we pray from a natural point of view? We don't have enough money. God, please provide for us. Help us, Lord. We don't have enough money. Uh, we need money. Lord, Lord. Okay. And rather pray. I always say you can't pray wrong. Just pray. But that, that prayer is not as effective. In fact, that's pleading in order to get God to do what he already did. What you now can do is start praying from the perspective that it's done. Start thinking from the perspective that it's done. In other words, not just praying, but thinking the solution and the answer. Pray 
And start seeing yourself walking in the thing that you're trusting God for. 